0: It's Craggy's Connacht Rugby Podcast. Connacht have just been fairly eviscerated in the high Veltan Pretoria by the Bulls. Fifty three points to twenty seven. Seven. Was yeah. It? Which wasn't you know, which went well on the positive and well, now you know me, I was like a positive. We were a hundred percent when we got into their twenty two. Um which is always good to see. Hard but, to get um, into twenty two when the penalties were reversed though, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna come to before <laughs> we talk about anything else. That was That just wasn't good enough, really, was it, Rob? No, uh, you'll hear the press conference, we've just done it,
1: um, and maybe there'll be a bit more clarity on it. A lot of people were just confused. It looked like the referee was looking at JJ Hanron, when he said, no, too much shout-out to you. He pointed directly to him, as far as I'm concerned, and what I could see in the pictures. Uh, Caelan Blade inquired what it was about, and he said you were... I think, looking for a simon uh, in that situation or looking for a deliberate knock-on in that situation. Uh, at the end of the day, um, that's not good. Um, and you'll hear Pete Wilkins on it. We can talk about it maybe a little bit more at the end if we need to. But any sort of chatter in that situation, even if the referee's picked that one out of the blue, sometimes the referee will and it'll frustrate you because why has he suddenly come up with this for now? And you could, but my gut instinct wasn't to say that. My gut instinct is going, what are you saying to him in that situation when you've got yeah, a dream scenario?
0: Yeah, apparently the... You know, Jacket had, had a proper go at him about the disallowed try, mm. and then some other players had been at him. I'm only, so this you know, was building. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Was building over time. I was just sort of going back that's over a fair it point, there. Fair Yeah, cause so like you know that's not good enough. You no. can't. I I I was. It was one of the questions I asked uh, Andy Andy Brace during the week when we were at the EPCR launch, and Andy Brace came and sat with us and was really good, really eloquent. I and mean, we've given... I'm looking forward to that. One or a couple, yeah, but a couple you have of more of that. Yeah, that's yeah, going to be great. And, and there was some stuff we did off the record with him as well. He was actually so engaged and he spoke to us another 10 minutes after the... Well, that's brilliant. The
1: passion for his job is what exactly. we Exactly. Yeah. And that's
0: exactly what came across was the passion and the fact that, you know, <laughs> There's lines you have to draw on with the players.
1: I like Kanaki. I I think he's a really, really good ref. I I like Mm. the way he referees the game. One thing, I heard Jack Hardy saying, listen, we're seeing a replay here. This is on the Disallows, right, from uh, S -S 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 Sports South Africa or whatever, Star Sports South Africa or whatever. But, like, Jack needs to, like, I think there was too much coming from Jack there. And, like, sometimes he's incredibly good with ref. I'll let William in here now, but maybe that was a bit much. Now that you say it, yeah, that stuff was building and building. But at the same time, you know, Individually, individually, JJ's only on the pitch for a little while. If it was him, that's an... And it, I, I'm pretty certain mm. it was. It's an awful mistake um, from him because he's got a job to do and he seemed to be doing his job. Uh, I don't know. William, you want to take in there?
2: Yeah, I think the Jack Carty situation is slightly different because I think what he was saying was they're not showing this replay. And I think they, the referee was poor there because I think the TMO was very slow the try had been scored and the conversion was about to be kicked. Mm. And eventually, somebody somewhere said, oh, we better look at this. Um, but maybe, I thought Jack was polite enough there. And he was pointing out, as we know, mm. that home television companies yeah. don't show replays. Yeah, but
0: the TMO is looking at their own pictures. They that don't, was my they, point. Don't depend on, they don't depend on the TV, on the
1: I thought Jack would would know that at yeah. this stage, you know. I know the fan mind, but you think he like? I but as maybe you are saying, look, he was being polite and he was just pushing his case.
2: The point is, I think if he hadn't pushed his case, we wouldn't have seen it. Fair That's enough. my. I don't know
0: because it was not the TMO who came back. No, I. wasn't that.
2: we weren't hearing that. So it's one of those things. The se- the situation later on. Look, forget looking about yellow cards. Just kick the damn ball into the corner, yeah. and. See if you can get a sneaky bonus point out of the game.
0: Yeah, because like I, I don't know if I've said it, but Connick were hundred percent out of their entries into the twenty-two with scoring. So the chances were they were going to get a score, and they had come back, and they they looked very strong at the end.
2: Yeah, they did. Well, I think the Bulls had switched off and got on the bus and decided that it, you know this 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 was done. Well, they got almost their average, didn't they? They they score
0: an average of fifty fifty eight points against European sides. <laughs> And two seasons are close enough to that, so they were just about at their average and haven't lost to a European side. Yeah,
2: and it'll be a long time before they do uh, at that ground. It's a very they, they're so proud about playing there. Johannesburg is a harder place to play, but the Lions aren't as good as the Bulls. That's the simple fact of it. Yeah. It's higher altitude, and the whole setup there is unpleasant uh, with where the ground is located. But um, the Bulls, yeah, that's that's a serious performance from them. It is. Okay. Let's hear what.
0: um, Let's hear Rob's interview with Pete Wilkins in the press match, post match press conference.
1: Pete Wilkins, after a uh, really disappointing uh, defeat, obviously, for your group, uh, conceding a lot of scores in the end, the Bulls just proven too strong for you.
3: Yeah, I think we would have been uh, happy to come out in that encounter with a, a losing bonus point if we got that fourth try that we were looking for, pushing pretty hard for at the end. I, I don't think you'd ever be satisfied with the defeat, but I, I think we would have felt that, um, you know, it would have uh, would have helped the help the processing of it all a little bit more. Um, you know, I don't think we played our best rugby in the first half, and and probably spoon fed the Bulls a few too many opportunities. Which you know, they're a class team, and and they'll they'll certainly make you pay. Second half, I thought we played some of our best rugby of the season. Ironically, um, you know, we built up some scores from that, but uh, but it just wasn't enough.
1: Yeah, it's funny because it was a brilliant start to the second half, considering how disappointing the finish was to the first half. There was a real kind of you'll obviously take a lot from the dressing room, what you had said you wanted to do. You went through three, four minutes with the ball, got the penalty, got the score. During that sin bin that followed, though, that seems to be where the game, a chance of maybe getting you were 12 points down. That seems to be a pivotal moment in the game, doesn't it? They they just got the next score and you couldn't get your hands on the ball for long enough to really make the extra man count.
3: Yeah, I think that's a fair observation. I, I think, you know, if we, we build a bit of momentum there, there are, you know, probably about three different times in the game where we said if we get the next score, we think we're going to have the momentum to build on and probably not quite, didn't quite get it at the right time. So, um, you know, I do think that's a factor. I think first half as well, we probably lost our way a little bit. I think, you know, our kicking game was okay. Balls kicked it back probably a little bit longer and we probably lost a little bit of faith with it, with our process in terms of, in terms of just staying on task. And we had a good chat about that at halftime. And we said we back our game to to break down the ball's defence and and we just needed to get back to it. So I was pleased with the response after halftime. There were errors, particularly in that first half. And I think, um, you know, that will happen under fatigue. You get skill execution errors, you get decision-making errors. And, you know, there's certainly no blame for that. That's that's part of coming to these environments. But what you do have to do is stay on task and keep playing your game. So I think once we got back to that, you know, we actually had something to build on and, and generated some momentum.
1: The restart seems to be a little bit of an issue at times. Uh, do you feel it is, or do you feel like you're not getting enough of an exit when they when, when they do restart?
3: Look, I think if you spill a restart or or you know put yourself under unnecessary pressure, I think it, it stands out. You know, it's a glaring sort of uh, moment in the game for everyone to see. So, you know, certainly for us, there there was one we obviously spilled in terms of catching in the air. There was another one we probably put ourselves under a bit too much much pressure, backtracking to try and catch it, and then you get a you know, a, a poorer kick on the back of it, which gives the balls an opportunity. So look, it's something we're practising hard on. Uh, it's something that individuals are working on, both in terms of forwards and backs. But, uh, you know, you don't want to give teams access points at, in that facet of the game.
1: What was your view of what happened at the very end there? Because obviously you have a, a, a small opportunity, not a small opportunity, a big opportunity to go to the corner and get a bonus point, which would have been huge. What what, do you, what have you heard happen? What did you see happen?
3: Yeah, well, initial initial sort of inquiries, we, we were awarded the the attacking penalty, that, that breakdown up on the right, and um, we were told we had advantage. And Caelan Blade was saying clearly to the referee that, that we'd like to take the penalty and kick to the corner. And um, play was allowed to continue. And, and then it got to that stage where there's a knock-on on the far edge. And one of our players, I understand, appealed for, for the deliberate knock-on and, um, and was penalised for making that appeal. So, you know, it's disappointing from us. We shouldn't be appealing for penalties, um, you know, regardless of the circumstance. Um, But I would like to think that that we could have just uh, banked that penalty and kicked to the corner and and had a go from five meters out. So, you know, I'll dig into that in terms of what our messaging to the referee was on on both occasions, and and perhaps what the referee's response was when we were were saying we wanted to stop the play. But um, as I said, we've got to earn the right, and um, you know, at the end of the day, we were we were chasing it in in the dying embers of the game, and, and probably left ourselves too much to do to get that fourth try.
1: Yeah it's still a missed opportunity kind of it'll sit bad with people reverse penalties always sit bad like for the observers they're always going to go don't speak yeah i mean is it that simple will you feature saying no matter what it is leave it to the captain or do you have an element of sympathy when a decision comes out of the, out of the blue like that
3: well, look, you know, I don't think it's something we can condone talking to to referees, you know, under any circumstances. If it, if it's something that's going to draw that kind of response and that kind of penalty, you know, of course, mm. you know, we don't want to have that in in the game, and, and certainly not from us. I, I think at the same time, you know, I understand players' frustrations when they're at the end of a, a big eighty-minute effort, and it was probably the frustration of us continuing to play the advantage that that you know whoever it was tipped them over boiling point, and and um, you know, I think that those those phases of hard work probably. Um, probably raised tempers when we thought why why are we not just stopping and kicking to the corner from the penalty so look it's it's something we'll look into Um, you know you don't want to be satisfied saying it's a learning opportunity but you certainly don't want it to be repeated and, and that's what I've got to make sure.
1: All right. So just to finish, four from six is a brilliant start. Like, I mean, I'm trying to get my own mind to say that as well. And we were saying it in the commentary because obviously a big score of 53 points, a missed opportunity, a bonus point. There's plenty of reason for Connick fans maybe to just take uh, take this evening as a big disappointment. But you put yourselves in a really good position going into this Leinster game. Is that how you feel as you, as you head home from South Africa?
3: Yeah, it's a real mix of emotions, to be honest. I think we do have to acknowledge the, the good start we've had to the season. I think if we'd come over here to South Africa, two games in, in pretty testing conditions um, at this stage of the season, if we'd maybe gone home with two points total, I think people would have probably said, you know, that was a reasonable return. So to be going home with, with the four points, I think, is is probably ahead of schedule. At, at the same time, we'll look for, you know, probably missed opportunities, particularly out of this evening. And um You know, I think the Bulls played well to deserve the win. But, you know, for us, we would like to think we could get a point, if not two points out of tonight. So, you know, as a coach, you're always looking at both sides. I think we have to acknowledge what we've done well in the context of those first, um, you know, that first block of games. But at the same time, look for ways that we could have done it better. So I think there's loads to be positive about. As I said, some of the rugby we played in that that last uh, 20 to 30 minutes was as good as we've seen this season. And if we can take that through into these next three games with with Leinster, Bordeaux, Saracens, I think um, you know I think our fans and I think the players will be in for a lot of excitement as well.
1: When when you look at this block of games and as a litmus test of where you want to be at the end of the season, what does this game tell you?
3: Um, well, I think it's telling me that that we can still score points against very good teams away from home. I think that's going to be important, Lindley, as we as we progress through the the rest of the season. Um, I think it tells me we've got a group that works unbelievably hard for each other, and and I don't just mean in the 80 minutes this evening. I mean in the build up and, and not just training and team meetings, but all those windows around that in terms of the the sharing of knowledge and the study that goes into preparing for a game. So I think in terms of that work ethic on and off the grass. Um, you know, we've already spoken as a group about that—that that the impact of, that that's had on us for the last two weeks. And, and it's important we maintain that even when we're back in Galway. So, look, I think the confidence we'll get from both those things is important. Um, but we also recognise we're a work in progress. And, and if we can keep improving, you know, over the next um, three weeks and, and then there's Interpros leading up to, to, to the start of January and then keep improving in the new year, um, we'll be some team by by the back end of the season. But we've got to keep working hard to to earn the right to do that.
1: When you say the back end of the season, does that mean that you're really looking to next season to continue this growth? Because the back end might be a bit too late to to, fought, to win any honors.
3: No, I don't think it's too late at all. I think we've had a good. Um, I think we've had a good start to the season. You know, four wins from six is probably above most people's expectations. And and you know, we're we're not satisfied with it. We think we could have got more out of the first six games. So, you know, everyone wants to get in that top eight and, and play URC finals rugby. Everyone wants to make a a splash in the in the Champions Cup as well, so you know, I feel we're on track this season. Um, I think every team in the competition at this stage will be will be targeting on, ongoing growth and further improvement. Yeah, interesting stuff there from Pete. Always looking for the positive, and I know where he's coming from. Life's there
0: to be lived, but can't uh, kind of the drop down to seventh. If they'd got that losing bonus point, they'd be fourth. Even with a couple of games to be played. Um, that could be huge later on in the season because everyone's taking points off everybody these days. A couple of great results for Connacht last night um, with Edinburgh losing to Benetton and the Stormers losing to Cardiff and they didn't pick up on it. And the simple thing like not getting that bonus point at the end could be a real killer, William.
2: Yeah, it could be. Um, third of the way through the season now. Um, the next three URC games are all very losable. Uh, Leinster at home, Ulster away, Munster at home. You know, it's it, you'll really make the judgment on where they are in the URC when those three have been played. You that's will. that's going to tell you where they are. They're four and two at the minute, which is is a good ratio. If they came out of the next, it'll really depend. Look, it's very simple. They, the, the, after next Saturday night, they'll be four and three, or they'll be five and two, and there's a big difference between five and two and four and three. Um, they've, only, they've only got two bonus
0: points and that's the that's a bigger issue. Having said that, Benetton have got none. Edinburgh only have two and Ulster only have two. So maybe bonus points aren't as big an issue uh, as they have been in previous times. It's
2: about winning your home games. Jake yeah. White said that during the week. This is becoming a competition that you have to aim. They... They could go hundred percent at home, the Bulls. They could be nine out. Well, of they nine. did
0: last year. Well, no, they didn't because they lost to to they lost to the Stormers and the Sharks at home Yeah,
2: last year. that's that's the key. Their interpro games, if you want to call them that, are are serious games. But Connacht, now the the URC gets much harder for the next three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the meantime, out of that, there's also four European games to play. So it's it's that part of the season. The bite is on now. And just the performance today, I thought was a bit poor. Really, there was a, there was a lot of errors. Some of them were forced. Some of them weren't. Some of the decision making was a bit off. Allowing for the conditions, the heat and the humid—not uh, the humidity—the heat and the altitude. And uh, yeah, it's a big challenge. And next Saturday night now is massive. Uh, And I think that's it's not going to define the season, but I think it'll give you a good steer in the season to see how they do against Leinster.
0: Yeah, yeah. But coming back to the game, I'm always, you know me, I'm always looking for some to be optimistic about certain things. Uh, I'd say the biggest thing we got from that game, from my point of view, was that Sean O'Brien really is the business. Yeah. Because he came on and just changed the dynamic. In the first half, Connacht looked tired as they went onto the field and just got beaten up all the way through the half, never really got on the front foot, but Sean O'Brien comes on and just changes the whole dynamic. And all of a sudden, Connacht were getting on the front foot and getting got their first try based on about two or three carries that he had made throughout that session of three or four minutes yeah. of solid play. Um, so that's at least something to look at.
1: No, I think it is. I think there's a couple... I think Niall Murray was very good as well but like Sean is the point you want to make because he's new and there's a fresh kind of vibe Jansen didn't play as well look at me going negative then but like maybe it's
0: just worth noting It's a hell, of, it's a hell of an ask to play your first game in about five months oh, no, an yeah. <laughs>
2: the Bulls. and also you he know. didn't
1: get and maybe Jansen would have thrived with that much better start to the second half in the exact same position getting front football so uh, I was getting to that point I was going mm. to bring it back to positive right, don't, don't right, 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 uh but uh, no I, I think there was that and I think I was kind of going through some of the backs I just think Tiernan O'Halloran's in a better place uh, yeah. in terms of his form I don't want to oversell it but it's just great to see him there he's such a great reader of the game and such a leader of that back line so that's really encouraging Kilgallen scores another try 11 and 20 that's a positive Hawkshaw uh, looked good he's very interchangeable and he's doing well in terms of you can slot him in lots of different positions. Well, yeah, it's his, first, his first start at 13. And I wasn't sure about Riley and Cardi in the first half, but as you point out, those first 10, 12 minutes, second half, they were both really, really in, instrumental in in the front football. Look, Riley is, is a good bit off Blade at the moment, but we need him to push him. We need him to play well. Yeah, he we needs need game play. time. We need
0: him to play that 10-minute slot. Yeah. He, he played very well, but we need him to have that more and more and more if he really is going to challenge. Because Blady come on, and again did what I think he's the best scrum half, certainly in Ireland at, and, and, and for the most part in Europe, coming off the bench with 15 20, 15, 15, 20 minutes to go and just changing the game, and he did it again.
2: Yeah, but he's not interested in that. He wants to start. Mm-hmm. He wants, If he's not starting, he doesn't get called up by Ireland. Uh, so I think he'll be starting a lot of rugby again no, very soon. So, yeah. um, there are question marks over Jack Carty. I don't think... His overall performance, you, you can't play well for 10 minutes. No. Um,
0: but when th- he was taking the ball to the line, when he chipped over the top, when he changed his game, rather than just distributing and actually went... Well, why wasn't he doing that earlier then? Well, that's the point. That's what I'm saying. That, that, you know, he has to look at that and go, well, I need to do this earlier in the game. Yeah. And uh, the same Because when, when JJ came on, he definitely attacked the line and definitely put more pressure on the opposition. Yeah, so I, th- I, I
2: think he's lacking in confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think maybe having JJ Hanrahan there is a, is a bit of an issue for him. I don't know. Uh, I still think he has a hell of a lot to offer, but it's I don't, I, I don't know the captaincy situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether he enjoys being captain. Or not, but I'm wondering if you took that off him and just said, "Just go and play." Yeah. Uh, th- I think there's plenty of captains in that side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw Connor Oliver captained well last week. Caelan Blade seems to enjoy it. Uh, I think Joe Joyce could do it. I really do. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm not. That's not criticizing Jack. I'm just wondering, is that too much in the mix? Yeah, I don't I've, know.
0: I've never been a fan of my ten being my captain ever, yeah. ever, because. For whatever reason in Ireland, the ten has to kick every penalty and then has to kick the penalties at goal. And, and I'm going, you don't have to be the ten who does that, but it appear, appears to be an Irish thing that the ten has to be the kicker. Well, um,
2: most sides don't have two kickers. We actually do. Yes. Um, but then Jack's kicking today off the tee was good. That conversion was fabulous. Oh, it's incredible. You know that's that's a difficult thing to do. Um, yeah, I think it's big pressure on them for next week. Hmm um Leinster it would will be his 200th appearance if he does make it. If he does make it, yeah, so that's a big decision for them. Um it's a sold-out sports ground. But Leinster are goose to playing in grounds like that. It doesn't faze them, you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh but then they're playing Munster tonight, then they have La Rochelle the following week, so do they mm-hmm. come slightly under strength? Are Leinster ever under strength? Yeah, these days maybe they are a little. It's, you know, they've got big decisions to make as well but the Connacht really need to win that game they really do in front of that sort of a crowd it'll I be agree. the biggest crowd of the season I don't think they'll sell out Bordeaux they might sell out they'll Bristol they'll probably
0: sell out Monster on New Year's Day
2: I hope they do not especially was, as it's you know, monster fans like especially, the as, well. especially and, as it's three o'clock on a on a monday afternoon and uh, and
0: you know people have been fed up over Christmas and they want to get out, and assuming the weather is only half decent, we should have a full, full yeah. it's the only other one that will sell out probably
2: but the um yeah, the pressure next week we we'll, we'll know an awful lot more about this side after next week if if Leinster roll into town and do a number on us, then you would start to say, okay, it's getting harder, and it is getting harder because. In the URC, it's Leinster followed by Ulster away, followed by Munster at home. That's as tough as it gets.
1: Yeah, it's a very typical start to season when Connacht are in a decent place. That's what this is. They're in a decent place in a typical start to season. But what happens usually now is the high, high quality teams like Leinster, maybe Bordeaux with their big spending, certainly Saracens and Bulls today in the high belt. All those things coming together uh, are usually times when Connacht are going to get, just fall a little bit short. That's what happened today. I think the problem See, I today... Wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't put I wouldn't put the Bulls in that category. They, well, win, no, all, they win all their games at the High Veld.
1: No, but <laughs> what I'm saying is when Connacht come up against yes, the are so saying, the yeah. Bulls are in that category at home. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is they come up against Bulls. It's like playing Leinster anywhere mm. because of the amount of vantage they have there. So they, this is a different level. So let's, what I want to see from Connacht in these games isn't results necessarily. It's less mistakes than we had today. Less, less. Less sloppiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see more of regrouping, like they did after halftime, which shows great character and gives me great hope. Mm. And I want to see the regrouping that saw them to get the try at the end and set themselves up for a bonus point. None of that discipline issue going forward. If I see that next week, I'll be happy enough. So I think that's the story and, of the game.
0: And, and if you look at next week, you know we're talking about having the likes of MacIntosh going to be back. Yeah. You're talking Tom Farrell. will probably be on the field yeah. again. Yeah. Jared Butler. Know, Jared Butler is going to be there. Who would be huge. Yeah. Competition
1: see. for place is quite good, actually. It is. Yeah. Despite Paul the Boyle, fact that we were Boyle, well beaten, like.
0: Yeah. Paul Boyle could be coming back because, like, we chatted to him during the week, and he was very positive about how well he was going in preseason yeah. before he broke his wrist.
1: No one, including Janssen based on what we said earlier, no one today has completely played themselves out of the team. Like, so that's Absolutely. mad when yeah, you can yeah. see 53 points because so I think we're taking this. I think we're taking this fairly in context. Mm. Um, just really annoyed about that. Back chat I don't like back
0: chat yeah, yeah yeah It was pretty brutal Okay I'll tell you what folks It's been a hell of a long week For myself and William And Rob's just flown in From London today I know uh, So we're all pretty shattered And there's not an awful lot more To talk about in this game So um, We're going to leave it there We'll be back with you During the week And build up to The Leinster game I accept that Rob Has something
1: I have something to say Go there is so much amazing coverage on this feed on patreon.com forward slash Craggy Rugby. it's a fiver plus fat plus fat that's the way they do it get over it's like two cups of coffee a month and you're getting sensational audio the stuff the lads got over in London is brilliant like that access and to Andrew Brace to come. loads more to come the press conference stuff this week I, I think Scott Fardy was really really good actually just really interested in him and then Pete Wilkins more and more we, I listen to him the more information and insight he's given us without giving away the crown jewels it's brilliant you're both doing a great job on that that's not about you guys though it's about the access we're having mm. so um, no, look great. we put a lot of work in what we do here uh, big thanks to everyone TG Car as well to help to go I still that.
0: love that big screen I was actually I was, I was saying to Jason today who was our technician today yeah. last week I was looking at it going oh they look like a couple of dead pixels because I could see a couple yeah. of dead pixels on the screen and I was about to sort of bring up Neil who's, who's my, my buddy from TG Kahara and say uh, I think your screen's gone but when i went back to look at the game as I always do I go home and look at the game it was again, their coverage the, the pixels were on my screen as well and I realised it was a camera issue oh not, no! a, not a TV Brilliant. because it's a phenomenal TV yeah
1: all that stuff matters but look a lot of, we put a lot of work we're a tiny rugby team uh, they're punching above our, our weight and as you can imagine it works the same trying to be the media team to cover so you support us and we'll keep this
0: coming and let other people know we're out there Pass it on. Thanks, folks. We really do appreciate the people who do pay. Oh, my God, do we appreciate you guys? Absolutely. So, absolutely.
1: some amazing audio coming your way.
0: That's it, folks.
2: Loose, cut it loose. Break out,
1: or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until you.